sometimes you're, you're in a valley and you don't know it. Sometimes you're, you're in a little bit of darkness and you don't see it because you're going, 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 going. Can I just testify that our God is so good? And that even the people, there was people around me that loved me, Mike, telling me, I see this, I see that, I see that. And I would, you know, you receive it, and you, you, but, but sometimes you need to know when enough's enough. I, uh, it, before this experience, right, before this experience, I did not know that. But I can tell you now, because of his mercy, because of his grace, because of his blessing, because of his anointing, I'm not that same guy I was. And, and our God is so good, so merciful, that, that he, he puts people in your life. And, and if I can just say this, listen to the godly people that he's put into your life, your brothers, your sisters, the wisdom of those that have gone before you, youngins. Believe it or not, we've all been there before. We remember how it was to be 10, 13, 4, 16, 18 you know, we, we've been there before. Uh, I tell this to my daughter uh, all the time. Uh, a wise person, right, doesn't just learn from their mistakes. They learn from the mistakes of others. And uh, praise God that he, he puts people in our lives for that. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful for his, his mercy. T- today's title of the message is From Mercy to Anointed. God has taken all of us. If we receive it by our choice, from mercy to anointed. We are, we are merciful. He created us in his image. And that means the characters of God are in us if we choose to use them, if we choose to live by them. And so we can go from mercy to anointed. How many of you have ever been in a place of mercy? Right? Now, now traditionally, you know, in the church, people want to think that when they got saved, that's when God showed mercy, and I believe that's true. But they want to believe sometimes that we will never have to have mercy again. That's when I was at the pit, Mac. That's when I was at my lowest. That's a lie from the enemy. See, the seasons of God, you're going to need mercy. You're going to need grace. You're going to need blessing, and you're going to need the anointing. And you're going to have them sometimes all at once. Sometimes at different stages, but you'll never not need them. You'll never, listen to me, you will never not need God's mercy, God's grace, God's blessing, and God's anointing. As long as you walk and as long as you're a Christian, you're going to need those things. The message that the Lord has put on my heart over these last three months, he has shown me that I was in a place where I was at. I, I I was in a valley. I didn't realize I was walking in depression. Yeah, was I fighting it? Oh yeah, I was fighting it. But it had gotten a hold of me. Didn't know it. Right? Pride. Pride was in there. All this stuff, man. I was making terrible choices. And I wasn't dealing with stuff that I should have been dealt with years ago. You know, uh, from, from my daughter's passing to my wife leaving and all that stuff. All that junk. Right? The enemy would like to take that bad and keep me in that pit and keep what he did for me, what he did to me, and maybe some of you have been, he kept me distracted, which is just as bad as being gone. Sometimes worse, I think. You know, because you're, you're straddling that line. You're not, you're not hot, you're not cold, you're lukewarm. And I'm so thankful that I got to a place where he said, listen to me. I heard his voice, listen to me. And he began to show me things. And he began to tell me things. And I began to listen. And I began to write things down, which I, I haven't never done before. And, and for me, it changed my life. I am amazed at how many times if you let God, God will change your life. If you let him, he'll do it every day. His mercies are new every morning. Praise God. So that's what's been going on with me. God is just, I love the saturate. That's what I feel like. He saturated me. I, I've been soaking in him. It's, God is so good. And the joy has come back into my life. And I'm so thankful. 
And I'm seeing God answering prayers. And I'm seeing people being saved. It's amazing what God has, has done. And, what, and, and this, is, this is the message for today with, with what I said, but this is what's for you. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. And, and what he's put on my heart is, Tony, it is time to take back the land. It is time, church, to take back the land. It is time to take back Gaylord. It is time to take back wherever he has sent you. Whatever, your neighborhoods, your family, whatever it is, it's time to take back the land. I'm going to say this one more thing, and then we're going to get into the message. My daughter, Samantha, has, been, has walked away from the Lord, right? She's living one, one foot in the world and one out. A lot of the times, she's mostly on the world side, but every once in a while, she'll stick one foot over here because she knows that's her anchor, Mac. She knows where her anchor is. God showed me that. And I begin to, I, I pray, I've always prayed for my daughter, but I began to soak and I began to pray vigilantly for her. Not just in the morning, not just at night, all day long. As, as God put her on my heart, I would pray, pray. And then I started to pray this way. I started to pray this way. God, do whatever it takes. God, do whatever it takes. And I'm not going to get into the details of it because I don't think she would like that at this point. But God is doing whatever it takes. And she is, she is more open to the things of the Lord. And she's coming to my house Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I've anointed the house. I've anointed the doors. I've prayed. I've walked the property. I believe that God is going to change her life in these three days. He changed a lot of lives in three days, didn't he? It only took one second for God to change my life. And I believe with everything in me that God can do it this weekend. Will he? That's only up to him. But I know that he can. So this, this message today is for all of us. Maybe some to remind us. Maybe some that uh, you just, maybe you're in that dark place. God is there. And I, I got some things to share with you, but let's get into the message. If you got your Bible, open it up to Ephesians. What's cool about Ephesians that I learned this morning, I was restudying some of it, and I got to thinking about the Ephesian people. God loved a lot of people. He loved all people, right? But there's something about the Ephesians he not only sent Paul to the Ephesians, but he sent Peter. When I thought about that, it kind of blew my mind. Because there was a time where Peter and Paul, right, they went at it, right? But God unites them, because it's the word of God. And so the Ephesian people, we learn as we read not just the Ephesians, but if we read uh, uh, 1 Peter and 2 Peter, we learn that they have this relationship with God where they're in and they're out. They're in and then they're out. They got false teachers going on. They got all these religious people doing their thing. They got new believers that are confused because they see, see some believers doing this and some believers doing that. But when Paul goes to them, he goes to them in a, in a, in a time of, of there's like a spiritual renewal going on. And he, and he gives them words to live by. He tells them, this is who we are. So in your first, uh, we're going we're gonna to start in uh, uh, chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 1 here. Oh, they're right here. I got them. I got them. Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 1 of chapter 2. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world obeying the devil. The commander of the powers of the unseen world, he is the spirit, he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Were we all there? Yes. That's every one of us. 
that has come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, right? That's where we were. You can cut it any slice in any way you want, but we, we had not arrived and we were not of God. We weren't serving God. We might have thought we were, but we weren't, right? Everybody agree to that? We've all been there. But God is so rich in mercy. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Let's stop and pray right there. Lord God, we thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. We thank you, Lord God. That, that you have given us all the things we need, really, from creation. And then you send us a Savior, Lord, to give us worth. Some of us in this room think we're unworthy, that we're worthless. Lord, can I just rebuke that lie in the name of Jesus? Because you died on the cross, we're not worthless, we're priceless. So, Lord God, I, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that our ears would be open and our eyes would see. Lord God, what you want us to hear and what you want us to see. And Lord God, I pray that these words in this sermon aren't from me, they're from you. Lord, that, that this man gets out of the way and lets you take over the show. Lord, do what you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. If you love Jesus, I want you to stand up. I want you to profess this. I am... A son and a daughter if you, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You created me with mercy, with grace, with blessings, and with anointing. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are always with us, that you never leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you for dying on the cross for us. We love you. Now open my ears and open my eyes to what you want me to see and hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. This has never happened to me before, but I'm going to share it with you because I think it's important. I don't know why, but I feel like God's telling me to do this. I seen this message. Like he gave me a dream of this message. Now, I don't remember faces or anything, but I absolutely know that this, this word is for all of us here, but probably specifically some of us that are here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, some of us here have not received God's mercy, not received God's grace, not receive God's blessings, not receive God's anointing. Some of us may not have done that because we don't know. Praise God that you're here because we're going to tell you about it today. Some of us are here and we just don't know it's ours. We didn't know. We, we don't know that as a Christian we have all these things that God created these things in us. But today he's going to, he's going to, he's going to, show you that. He's going to give you that. He's going to remind you of that. Some of us may have forgotten those things. But some of us are here that have simply said, if that's what it means to serve God, I'm not going to do it. Let me tell you something. I've been there. And this world is not pretty. And we can take up our toys and we can leave because somebody in church hurt us. Right? Right? We can do that. But if you go, who's going to tell the next person that got hurt? Who's going to stand in the gap for them? Do you see every decision that you make affects another part of the body? Because we're all linked together through him. It is time to take back the land. And that means you have to know who you are, which we've talked about many, many times. But he has taken you from mercy to anointed. He has taken you from mercy to anointed. And we are anointed to take back the land. And we have to use the grace, or the mercy, the grace, and the blessings that he's given us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go. So, let's go down to verse uh, 
we, were, we stopped in verse 4. Let's go to uh, 5. That even though we were dead, okay, we said that. Even though that we were dead, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. He, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us all future ages as examples. We are examples. Everybody say, I'm an example to those that are around me and those who come after me. Hallelujah. All right, so God pointed us to the future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace, there's grace, and kindness towards us as shown all that he has done for us who are united in Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. Hallelujah. He saved you by grace when we believed. That means when we said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you when I said those words? For me, and maybe for some of you it was different, but for me it was not instantaneously. Right? I knew the words I was saying. I did believe them in my heart at that moment, at that altar, Troy. I did believe them. But it took days, it took weeks, it took months, even years. And guess what? I'm still not there yet. You know why? Because sanctification is a process, not instantaneously. Not all the time. There are some that I believe have been saved, and God, man, hammered them. And they went from this terrible person to this leader and follower of Jesus Christ, anointed, ready to do the work. There are some that that's happened to, but that didn't happen to me. I'm still walking out my sanctification. Hallelujah. And I thank God that it's a process. I had to take it instantaneously, Jeff, but it didn't happen for me. And that's okay. That's okay. Where we have to be careful is when, when, we, when we take the mercy and the grace that God gave us and we don't use it. Because he didn't give it to you just for you to keep. He gave it to you to use. Right? He gave it to you for use. It's a tool. It's a gift from God. And so, so when others come into the flock, we have to remember the grace and the mercy, the mercy and the grace that God gave us. So we can extend that. They're looking at us. The Jesus in front of them is me and you. And if we're not walking that, and if we're not acting that out, then how are they going to receive it if they've never felt it? If God doesn't do it instantaneously. You know what I'm saying? It's a hard thing, man. It's not easy. If you've been told that, hey, you get saved and your life is going to be great, that is... True, but not true. Right? That is true and not true. It's going to be great because things will be different. You're going to see things different. You're going to feel things different. But it's not going to be as easy as lot. There are, like I said, valleys and hills when I started, right? Sometimes if you're not careful around you, you get sucked into things, man. I'm going to show you that before we leave today. I'm going to show I'm going to give you a visual of what I'm trying to say. Let's read on. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jump down to uh, 2. Let's go to 19. We're still in chapter 2, but let's jump down to 19. All right. So it says, so now you Gentiles, now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with God's holy people. So we went from mercy. We went from grace. We received his plan. Now we're, not, we're no longer not with him. Now we're with him. So together, we are this house, are his house, built on the foundations of apostles and prophets, and the cornerstone is Jesus Christ himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple. Listen, you're a temple, but we're a temple. You're a temple, and we're a temple. All right? So to be holy, to live holy, is to help everybody else be holy. Now, we can't, we can't do things we can do things for others, like to serve them, but we can't be their change. Does that make sense? 
What I'm trying to say is that uh, if me and Mac are brothers, I can tell Mac, hey, man, I see you doing this, man. Let me pray with you about that. You, you know, as a Christian, you don't want to do that. You know, maybe something like that. Some people might think that's judgment. All right, listen. If you have somebody you're accountable to that you've given permission to speak into your life, it's not judgment. We'll get mad, right? We'll get offended. Troy, if, if I said, Troy, I'm accountable to you, um, and these are the things going on in my life, and we pray and we go on our merry way, and then you see me, and then you see me doing what I shouldn't be doing that I confess to you, you're going to say, because I know you're a man of God, you're going to say, Tony, hey, I just seen you do that. And then I go, hey, who are you to judge me? Blah, 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 blah. Well, hello, hypocrite. I gave him account. I, I told him to hold me accountable. So this is what I would say. I believe that everybody that's a Christian, we need to be held accountable. And you will be. Whether you want to have somebody help you do it or not, you will be held accountable for your actions when you stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So the, the, the wise thing is, is to get it straight before you get there. Right? Now, are you, I, I have this thing about perfection, right? Uh, people say that, that nobody's perfect, right? Well, there's perfect repentance, I believe that. That means I sin, I get on the ground, I repent. And I mean it with my heart. And even if I fall again, I keep doing it until I change. Perfect repentance is change. It's change. And you can do it. Don't give up. Yeah, you've heard the thing for smoking. Don't quit quitting. Don't quit quitting. Don't quit repenting. But change. But change. You can do it. Why can you do it? Because you really can't on your own. But Jesus Christ is in you, can. He can help you do that. He can't do it for you, but he can help you get there. And he can take that stuff away. You got to keep praying. You got to keep believing. You got to fight through it. So, so in this, uh, where, where did I leave off? I, I'm getting excited. Where was I? Through him, I was on 19. Okay, so together we are his house. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. In the cornerstone of Jesus Christ himself, we are carefully joined together in, in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. We are the temple, that's what I said. They, through him, the Gentiles are also being made a part of this dwelling where God lives. Now, notice that he said the Gentiles. Okay, so let's modernize this. Well, no, we're believers now, right? Right? But let's say your neighbor next door is not. Technically a Gentile, right? Because he doesn't know the Lord. But already, already right now, even though your neighbor don't know Jesus, it says we are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple of the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of his dwelling where God lives in his spirit. How is he doing that? He is doing it through you and through me. Because they're watching the way we live. They are listening to the words we're saying. They're seeing us go to church and seeing us come home and do something else. That was me. Thank God there's people in my life to call me on it. Thank God there's somebody to say, hey, that didn't look right. Because sometimes in the middle of our junk, John, we can't see that it's wrong. Somehow we know it's wrong, but we can't see it's wrong. You, you know what I'm saying? At whatever point that's going, listen, we're all going to do it, okay? Don't think you're not going to do it because you're probably going to do it. Maybe, maybe some of you are past that and you've grown, and that's possible. But don't kid yourself that it can't happen. I kidded myself that it couldn't happen. I believed a lie, and I got sucked in. We got to stay humble. That's where pride came in. Pride says, yeah, I can do that. 
but I can do it without Jesus. Uh Uh-uh. Can't do it without Jesus. Jesus is the part when, when, when I'm doing something I shouldn't be, that's the one that goes, hey, this isn't right. And the more you do wrong, the less you can hear that voice. That's why I always pray I want to hear God's whisper, Michael. I want to hear God whisper to me. Because in those moments when he's whispering, I need to hear him. Right? I need to hear him. So God's mercy and God's grace. Hallelujah. Comes shining through. And then it, we're, we're on the ver- chapter 3, verse 1. When I think of all of this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God, me the special responsibility of extending his grace to the Gentiles. Let's jump down. Chapter, er, verse 6. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles, Jews who believe, now they're not, now they're, 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 they've got molded in, right? Who believe the good news and share equally in the riches, riches inherit the, by God's children, right? We're all God's children. We just said that. Both are a part of the same body and both, both enjoy the promises of blessings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's blessings. Praise the Lord. We go from mercy to grace to blessings. Hallelujah. Good things are happening. Good things are happening. God has taken us from glory to glory in our walk, if we'll receive it. He's taken us from glory to glory. Hallelujah. I, got, I still got time. I just noticed. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Yeah, I got a lot of time. Come on, Jesus. All right. So God's mercy, God's grace, now God's blessings. Let's keep reading on. Because they belong to Christ Jesus by God's grace and mighty power. Uh-oh, what's that? Well, could that be pointing towards anointing? I think it is. I think it is pointing to anointing. By God's grace and mighty power, his anointing, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading the good news. We are supposed to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to tell people about him. And by what he's, listen, I'm not an evangelist, Pastor Tony. By the very nature of saying, Jesus, you're my Savior, you are. Sorry. Now, do you have to do it the way I do it? Nope. Do you have to do it the way Mike does it? Nope. Do you have to do it the way Mac does it? Nope. Do you have to do it the way that Lynn does it or Julie or, or, or Sarah or whoever? No. But you have to do what God tells you to do, how he tells you to do it, and when he tells you to do it. What does that mean? Huh. Have you ever gone into the gas station? I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Have you ever gone to the gas station and in your pit of the stomach or by discernment, because that's one of the blessings that God gives you, is through discernment, you can see that something is not, something's not right with either a person walking in or, or the, cash, the, the clerk, you know? You just know something's not right. It's okay to pray for them. Now, you may get rejected. Alicia, where's Alicia? She back there? She she hiding? Oh, she just walked out. I timed that perfectly, didn't I? So Alicia is one that uh, that she will pray in public with people. If the Lord tells that girl to pray, she's going to pray. She is going to pray. Is she not, Chris? Jeff? She's going to do it. She's going to ask. Has she been rejected? She sure has. But you know what that little girl does? Okay. Lord Jesus. Huh? Amen. Praise the Lord. You don't have to pray with them. You can still be praying for them as you're walking away. And you may get judged. You may get persecuted. Because see, where God is, evil cannot dwell. And things will come at you. Physically sometimes, verbally sometimes, you will see it. If you ask for God's discernment, God's blessing, he will show you. He will show you. You will know what it looks like. And can I tell you, when a Christian knows what it looks like, 
knows what it sounds like, knows what it smells like, knows what it is, that's a very powerful weapon. But the enemy is so stupid that he gives it away if you look for it. Come on. If you look for it, you'll see it. If you ask God to show you, he will show you. Be ready for what you pray for. I don't say be careful. I say be ready. Because you need it as a Christian. You need it as a parent. You need it as a young man and a young woman in today's world. You need discernment. You need to be bonded together. You need to walk together. There are power in numbers. I've said that before too, but it's absolutely true. There's power in numbers. All right, I'm going to slow down just for a minute. I'm going to show you what I've been talking about. How we get from mercy to anointed. So I'm going to need some volunteers. Michael is one of them. (laughs) Michael, can you come on up here? And then um, Axel, the Lord put on my heart you. Would you come up here? Thank you. Thank you. Stand. I'm going to do this on the floor. Can I go down to the floor with this? Okay. I'm going to do this on the floor. Hopefully y'all can see. Michael and uh, Axel, I want you to stand over here. I think this will work. Here, you put it on. So you can't see. Tell me when you got it. Okay. Now I'm going to need, let me get, uh, uh, yeah, um, Emily. Come here. Can you just stand right here, Emily? Then I need, um, let me get, uh, uh, let me get a couple of dots. Steve, will you come up here? Steve Ralston? And, and Brother Ron, will you come for me? Yeah, both of you, right here. I want you, because you guys are joined at the hip, you guys are buddies, I want you to work together on this. I want you to stand side by side right here. Just stand right, side by side. You guys are a team, okay? Um, Let's get uh, Thor. Thor, come on up. Yeah, Elijah, come on up. And then could I get, um, let me see. Let me see. How about one of the Cumper brothers? Are one of you guys here? Can I get you? Sorry, I forgot your name, man. Fred. You're, you're not a Cumper by name, but you're, by, by marriage you are, kind of. Well, I mean, that, well, they're... they're they're, they're kind of you, though, right? Okay. All right, so could you stand down here? And then you boys come down this way a little bit. All right. All right, now listen, turn and face. You guys, I want you right here, and I want, I want you on the very end, okay? All right? So, Michael, your goal, your goal, your goal is to get Axel blindfolded from this end to that end, only by guiding him only by guiding him, by hand. And you can speak to him. No, only by hand, only by hand. You guide him by hand, okay? All right, you can't talk to him. All right, now you guys, you guys are going to kind of reach out and try, don't, you know, don't hold him, hold him, but, you know, give him a hard time trying to get through, okay? Uh, You guys got that? Don't beat him up or nothing. But, and if, and now listen to me, listen to me, you guys are barriers, right? You guys are roadblocks, right? Okay? Now, if Michael says, stop, you got to stop. Okay? All right? You ready? No, you're going to, you got to, you, you could. Now, that's something that God could do, right? But in this case, you have to go through the valley. All right? So go ahead. All right. You got to stop when he says stop, remember? (laughs) All right. All right, hallelujah. Now, everybody say this. Say mercy. mercy. See, by his mercy, don't take that off yet. By mercy, God will guide. He will lead you by his voice. 
and he will stop the enemies in your way. He'll do that, right? See what I'm saying? So who is Michael? He's Jesus, right? He's Jesus in us, just like every one of us have Jesus. And, and Axel is representing somebody that in the moment doesn't know Jesus. He does know Jesus, by the way, because I know him, but he's playing that part. So now I want you to leave the blindfold on, and from where you're at, all right, I want you to walk beside him, and I just want you to whisper to him or tell him, left or right, all right? If you guys start to move and he says stop, you got to stop. You can't grab or nothing, okay? All right, you ready? Go ahead. Notice that he caught him. Did you see that? Did you notice he caught him? You start to fall, he caught him. Hallelujah. Tell him what to do. All right, hallelujah. Everybody say grace. Grace. By God's grace, he will speak to us and he will move us right or left. He will shut things down. So mercy, he does all of it. By grace, he just instructs us, right? And he, he instructs what's in our way. Now we're going to do blessing. So I want you to take the blindfold off, right? And all I want you to do is tell them to stop as you go, Okay? All right, go. See how blessing works? He can see, right? He can already see. Jesus is... <laughs> All right. Now, what do you notice? Hallelujah. Good job. So, everybody say Blessing. All right, now here's my question. What do you notice about blessing? What happens? What's happened all the way through? Let me put it that way. He's been guided. How about Jesus has never left him? Jesus has never left you. Even in this, this is called anointing. So you're going to walk right in front of him. And as he walks in front of you, you're just going to scatter one way or the other. Okay? And you're going to go through. Go. You got to stay with him, Axel. All right. One way or another, just get out of the way. Hallelujah. Everybody say anointing. All right, you guys, thank you very much. All of you, go ahead and sit down. Now, listen. So God's anointing works that Jesus walks before us. Notice, though, notice, this is the key. All the way from mercy to anointing, Jesus never leaves you. He never leaves you. He's either beside you, he's behind you, guiding you, he's walking with you, or he's going in front of you, but he's still with you. You understand what I'm saying? That's a, that was a powerful thing that God showed me in these three months. That even in my crap, even in my stuff, I don't know if we can say that word, Pastor Barb, but I just did. <laughs> even in my stuff, God was with me. Shamefully for me, sometimes I say, man, I wish you wouldn't have seen that, Jesus. And he says, that's okay, son. That's okay, son. Michael, I've seen this in a dream, this, this whole thing. And I'm supposed to tell you, you're anointed. You're a teacher. God has called you. I don't know what he's called you to. I'm not going to say he's called you to preach or be a pastor. But I know he's anointed you and I know he's called you. You have to figure that out with God. But please, 
Don't let that go, man. Don't let that go. You be who God called you to be. Amen? Amen. Axel, Axel, I'm supposed to tell you that God has never left you nor forsaken you. You are his son, and he has big plans for you, Axel. Big plans. If you'll grab a hold of him, and you'll remember, he's taking you from mercy to anointing. He's going to use you. I believe that with all my heart. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So God has taken us from mercy to anointing. This is really cool because Pastor Barb, I, did, I didn't realize it was fifth Sunday. And I didn't realize that uh, the service was going to be like it was today. But God did. And I think it, it was time by God. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna finish on if somebody will come and play. Um, that'd be awesome. So we're in, in uh, verse 10 now, chapter 3 of the Ephesians. God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Everybody know what that means? I'll just say it just in case you don't. Remember that the battle is always in the spirit, right? And it manifests in the, phys in the physical. So what this is saying is that in God's purpose in all of this, in all of your life, individually, and us as a whole, God is going to use that to display his wisdom through it in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers, all the unseen authorities in, heaven, in the heavenly places. That means he's going to take every good for bad for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. He's going to use your story to help hit Jeff. He's going to use your story to help my brother right here. Boys, girls, Emily, he's going to use your story maybe to help Selah, maybe to help uh, uh, Eliana, maybe to help one of these adults over here. Who knows? But God's going to use you. And not only when he does that, not only when he does that, Jeff, not only when he does that, Emily, the unseen rulers, they're seeing God's mercy, God's grace, God's blessing, but most of all, He's, they're seeing God's anointing and they are afraid of God's anointing. They are afraid of his anointing. They don't want to see that power come upon you. The enemy doesn't want to see you grab a hold of the anointing. He doesn't want to see you sharing mercy or grace or being blessed or giving blessings. The enemy don't want to see that because then you can be stagnant. You can be where you are. You can be pulled away. Our young people can be pulled away if they don't know these things. To be the people of God, we have to go from mercy to anointed. And we have to know it and we have to live it. And when we don't, it's okay to call it. And it's okay to, to get to a place. I had to get to a place I couldn't see. I couldn't see. I couldn't hear anymore. Thought I was. Wrong voices sometimes. I'm still thankful that he was with me. And he still did speak to me to, to that side, but I didn't hear it the way I needed to hear it. You see, there's a big difference. I'm so thankful for God, and I pray that I never get back to that place. But here's the biggest, biggest thing in this message. The biggest thing that you have to know is that you will again be in a place where you need mercy. You will again be in a place where you will need grace. You will again be in a place where he's going to bless you and you're going to be a blessing and you will be in a place where he will anoint you. You just have to know it. You have to choose it. You have to receive it. The glorious part about it is, is when we receive his mercy, we become more merciful. So if we're walking around with some unforgiveness in our heart that maybe we thought we had long ago let go. Maybe we thought we didn't even know we had. I learned that I had stuff in me that I didn't even know was there because that is the trick of the enemy. But when I received his mercy, when I said, God, thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for showing me. Thank you, Lord God, for putting 
this person, that person, the next person, this, that opened these ears. When I began to receive it, when I began to soak in it, he showed me things that he didn't know was there. And it was hard and it hurt. But then his grace came in. He said, Tony, let me give you some of my, my grace. And that grace began to comfort me and it gave me peace and it gave me joy back. And when I got the joy back, the blessings came. I didn't know where the money was coming from, Ron. I didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. Guess what? It appeared. Bills paid. And that wasn't the only thing. That's just a physical thing. That's just, he owns all the cattle on all hills. That's just a little thing. I didn't know he was going to answer my prayer and my daughter was going to get in a situation when I said, God, do what you got to do. Guess what he did? He did what he had to do. I got a phone call. Began to be able to minister, not just to my daughter, but to her boyfriend. Hopefully will be fiance. And he doesn't know Jesus, but I believe that God has his heart. I really do. I really believe that this, this young man, God's got a hold of him. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I can tell you this. I stand before you right now saying, my daughter, my son-in-law, my grandson will serve the Lord. Will serve the Lord. They will serve the Lord. My family will come to know Jesus. And I've also said that this church is going to take back the land. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed over the last three months and God has shown me things. This is my church. This is where God called me to be. Hallelujah. And until he calls me somewhere else, or until he tells me to do something different, you guys are stuck with me. Pastor Barb, you're stuck with me. Because I believe with everything in me, from the very beginning to right now, God has a plan for Gaylord the hope. And I believe it is going through them. I know that they, they see, we've talked about it. We've talked about taking back the land. And it's going to happen. But through his mercy, through his grace, through his blessings, through the anointing, we have to receive all of that, church. We have to do it for each other. We have to do it for ourselves and for our families. But if we're going to be used to take back the land, if we're going to be the warriors that he's called us to be, then we're going to have to do it now. So if you're here today, first, I never want to miss an opportunity. Why don't we, everybody go ahead and stand. Let's, let's stand and I'm going to begin to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. So as I begin to pray, if, if something touches your heart, if you go, that's where I'm at right now. I just want you to come to the altar. Maybe some of you are already being called to the altar. Guess what? The altar is open. Prayer team, could you come? Prayer team. Hallelujah. Just get with one of these. Let me tell you, we, we, have, we have some powerful prayer warriors. Our kids are powerful prayer warriors. They will pray with you. These ladies, Mac, these guys, Lynn, there's Lynn and Sue. They're powerful prayer warriors. God will speak through them. This is a moment where he's knit us together. There should be no shame. There should be no pride. As a matter of fact, right now, in Jesus' name, I come against shame. I come against pride. I come against the lie of the enemy that would keep whoever needs to be up here from being up here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, have your way in the hearts of your sons and your daughters as they confess to you already. Maybe you're here today, and maybe, maybe you're at that point. Listen, it took me, I don't know how many people and how many times that it took somebody saying, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior? Maybe you're here today, and you don't. It's okay. You have an opportunity to know that right now. If that's you today, you can do one of two things. You can come up here and get prayer. If that's too much for you, you just slip up your hand right now and I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody else? Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. All right. Pray with me, church. We're going to pray with them. So if, this, if that was you, I want you just to say these words. I want everybody to say these words so we don't make them feel uncomfortable. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your anointing. I receive it all with all my heart. I ask you, Lord, to take over my heart. Help me to serve you from the, for the rest of my days. And I give you glory. And I believe that you died on the cross for me, that I could be with you in heaven. You are my Savior. You are my King. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. So if that was you today and you said those words and you met them with, you confessed them with your mouth and you met them in your heart, you are a brother or sister in Christ. You've been grafted in. Welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. There are many, many blessings waiting for you, my friends. Hallelujah. All right, let's do this now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you were like, you're like me. You were like me in a dark place. And let me tell you, if I could really confess something, I'm not all the way out of that yet. Okay, I'm still working on that. But God has showed me. So I'm praying and I'm, I'm going to keep working out of that. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're at the darkest part of the darkness. Or maybe you're at one end or the other. Or maybe you can see that battle coming. You need to come up here and get prayer. Because I, I was in that, and I, I'm telling you, it's a hard, lying place to be. You, your mind gets all. It messes with you. You have an opportunity today where you don't have to, you don't have to go through that. Or you can get out of it wherever you're at. If that's you, I want you to come up and get prayer. And I'm going to begin to pray. And as God calls these things out, if, if it feels like you, just come up and get prayer, okay? And then, we'll, and then I'll close the service. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for today, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that, that we're moving forward, Lord, that you take us from glory to glory. Lord, I pray for those that are here right now that are in that dark place. Lord, they need, they need your mercy. Lord, they know that they've been making wrong decisions. They know, Lord God, that they've uh, maybe even purposely done things that they shouldn't do. Lord God, I pray right now that they would receive your mercy. This moment of mercy, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would open their spirit, Lord God. And they would let you in. Lord God, I believe that there's people here that, that have gotten through that mercy. They've received the mercy. Lord, they need your grace. Lord God, I pray for them. Lord, that they would receive your grace. That they would again feel your peace. They would again feel your joy, Lord God. They would begin to remember what you've called them to. Hallelujah. There are those right now that are out there that you're not doing what God called you to do. And you wonder why you don't have peace. And you wonder why you don't have joy. And you're saying this preacher up here, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But it's not me, it's God. And he's telling you. You're, not, you're supposed to be walking in this and you're not walking in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your story means something. I come against the lie of the enemy that, that has told you that your story doesn't mean nothing, that you don't mean nothing. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Your story matters. He's going to use that story because it's your testimony of his love for you. And it, that's something we need to share. It's not something we hold in. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray that you move on the hearts of those that are walked or walking away from your calling. Lord, I pray that their ears would be open and their eyes would see everything that you have for them. Hallelujah. I pray, Lord, that you would engage that measure of faith that you have given each one of us right now in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord God, that they would grab a hold of your call in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. So when she said to draw from the well, the, the picture of the, the woman with the, sitting at the well with the different husbands and Jesus talked to her. And, and then the woman said this to Jesus. The woman said, you are indeed a prophet. God knows you. That lady had many sins, right? But that day, she was restored and redeemed. You may be here and have many sins, and you don't think, you know, the prayer that we prayed, you don't think God can touch you. That's a lie. It doesn't matter how hard it is, how hard it was. God is there. And you may be questioning, well, God, if you were there, then why did it happen? You know what? The mysteries of God are hard to understand. But if you let him, if you talk to him, spirit to spirit, face to face, he will tell you. And all of a sudden, you'll get this understanding that you've never gotten before. When my little girl got killed in a car accident, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. I've had friends. We've had friends in this church get killed tragically. And in those moments, we don't understand it. But somehow, friend, I can tell you this, in that moment of despair, in that moment I couldn't understand, I'm serving God, I'm doing all these things. This is one of the things I had to deal with over these last three months. Because I thought I had gotten through it, but I really hadn't. God spoke these words to me again. He said, son, those that I allowed to get hurt the deepest, those that I allowed to get cut the deepest, I will use the greatest. He's going to use her story. He's going to use my story. And someday, somewhere, that's going to make a difference in somebody's life. We don't always know why he does what he does or allows what he does. But I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I've seen it over and over in my life. Not just in this tragedy, but other tragedies that's happened. His ways are greater than mine. And I can tell you about my daughter, Casey. She wouldn't come back here for anything because she's sitting with her Savior face to face. And I can't fault her for that. Do I miss her? Yeah, I miss her. Do I love her? I love her with all my heart. And some days, I wish she was right here with me. I, I wish I would have got to see her preach because she was a preacher. God used her to bring his message. Hallelujah. So maybe you're here today and you're facing tragedy or you, you're facing something unknown, something that, that you just can't let go of. God says, let it go to me. Draw from this well. Thank you for that word, Jesus. That those many sins, I forgive them. This life that I have for you is better than the one you have now. Please let me in. Lord God, I pray that those hearts would be open, Lord, that you would move in your spirit upon them. Whether it's here right now or as they go on their way, Lord, I continually ask that you put warriors in their path to remind them of who they are and what you can do. Lord God, I pray for our prodigals. Lord God, at every corner that they turn, Lord God, they'll see your face. Every, every prodigal that's running from your call right now, Lord God, I pray that when they stop, you're right there with them and they see you. Open their eyes, Lord God. Lord, in your word, in the word it says that the prodigal came to his senses. Lord God, I pray that our prodigals would come to their senses. Lord, that that anchor that's held them, Lord God, would pull them back to where they're supposed to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. And Lord God, before I go, before we go, Lord God, we pray for this church. Hallelujah. We pray, Lord, that each member that you've grafted in, each person that's come through those doors, Lord, there's been a plan and a purpose to reach this city, to reach Judea, to reach Samaria, to reach the ends of the earth, Lord God. 
We thank you, Lord God, for your plan, for your purpose. And Lord God, we will take back the land. Hallelujah. Lord, we commit Gaylord to you, Lord God. We commit Vanderbilt to you, Lord God. We commit, we commit uh, uh, Elmira, Alba, all the surrounding area, Lord. It's yours. You send us where we need to go first. And to you be the glory for it all. And we thank you, Lord God, for the hope, a place where you work. Lord, I pray that you bless everyone as they go on their way today. Give them safe travel. And we thank you for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Love you guys. If you need prayer for something, I'm up here. I'll turn this off.